Hey, we are chatting about minimalism, but not minimalism in how it applies to our things as much as the general application of minimalists to your life and just doing things you freaking love doing. And we're not going to be able to eliminate everything all at once, but we can start to stair-step our lives and give ourselves back more time through this elimination process. Even if you start with things, you'll be amazed at how much the elimination of that clutter gives you time, space, energy, all the things. I want your life to align with things you actually love, love doing, love having, love existing with, and not just loading it all up because we loved it once and now it's hard to get rid of. Okay. Let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey, welcome. You're looking great today. I know, you know. (laughs) Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. This is the daily practice of hmm, us just celebrating ourselves, how amazing life is, um, and making you take up space where You're great where we recognize it, where we celebrate it, and where we call more of it into our lives. Talk about generating a super cool frequency. Come on, people. Okay. My great thing has just been like, even though we've had some lows, being amazed by just like humans, how we work good, bad, otherwise, doesn't matter. Like, just pure amazement at how life really lays out. It's super cool, right? I don't know. When you really, really think about it, really think about it, like, I'm not kidding. 
Think thoughts. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy how all these things have happened? Like your entire life. The whole thing. It's amazing. And I started to to realize that <laughs> not only that, that life is amazing, that really just the pure craziness of, of life and how you keep on living and how you're supposed to find something. I don't know. It's just crazy. And how like energies work and how you putting your energy into something creates a frequency and then that frequency is returned. And then all of a sudden your whole life just starts aligning with that. And your only job really is to find things and frequency and move like what? But I think more amazing than that is this like gravitational pull of good people. And what I found is that those people find you, find a way to match that even if they fall off, you know, early on because they're like, whoa, 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 this is different. I don't know who this is. I don't know how to be this person. I can't. Okay, bye. And they like take a time out and then they come back and they find that strength and they gravitate back towards you. And going ahead and just uh, giving people that grace and giving yourself that grace to know that it's okay. It's okay for a friend to fall off for a period of time. It's okay for, you know, you to have to just take a break and not try to figure it out. That's the harder thing, right? Because our ego wants to come in and go, oh, no, 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 no. We are friends with them. We have to stay friends with them. We better nurture that. We better move that. It's okay to just drop the ball for a little bit, right? If it's something that's supposed to stick, it's going to. And let your intuition speak you through that, right? Talk you down, talk your way through when it's the right time and when it's not. Because I think a lot of times ego yells and intuition feels. So yelling, right? Creates anxiety, creates fear, creates those bad feelings and intuition creates these like knowing comfortable calm feelings and so go ahead and just test out what that feels like with different relationships but at the end of the day it's okay to sit back and be amazed by the world by your human experience by this like super cool reality that we get to create. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I've now, just this week, started to end my morning <laughs> prayer with like going ahead and letting God know that they should have a good day. Like, you know, it's really amazing this life that you created for me, that you're aligning me with, that you're abundantly providing for me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Amen. Thank you.
Yeah, really, really when you think about it. And it doesn't matter who you recognize that person as. There's certainly a higher power of some sort making all of this happen. Even if it's aliens to you, there's someone pulling the strings. I think we can all recognize that. And so that's so amazing. And make sure that you're thanking those puppeteers because they're doing some amazing things. Like the fact that the sun comes up every day. What? The fact that the moon? Come on. The moon goes from being like this full, big, bounteous, bright thing in the sky to like, then it could just be this super cool little sliver. And you're like, wait, what? How does that happen? And the stars? Don't even get me started on the stars. And then you add in all of these animals and then you add in like, like just the fact that you get to exist with all these super amazing things that are happening in the world. And then there are just all these amazing humans bringing things to life. And then you get to meet those humans and you get to be in this exact place that you've been placed in. And like when you really think about how amazing it is that you even like came to be. And then on top of that, there's the sun. And then on top of that, there's the moon. And then on top of both of those things, there's the stars. And then on top of all of those things, there's like this divinity that exists. Right? Where like things just flow in and out of your life. Like, and you don't even do anything except for just exist. And things flow. And things happen. What? If we don't wake up every day thinking that through, like really, and I didn't even list things according to what you are or aren't accomplishing. Like, let's just go ahead and list the pure brilliance of what it is to be a human being. Are we being thankful for that? Oh, hey. Announcement. Thank you. Right? Are we taking up space there and appreciation there? Because we should be. Like, let's start there, bare minimum. Can we just be thankful for the sun? Like, actually. Like, it kissing your skin? I don't know. There's something that takes over me, and it's like I'm this completely different human being when sun gets to touch my skin period. And I live in an area of the country where we go through a while where that's not possible because you can't really stand outside for long enough for the sun to touch you even if it was out because you might freeze. You might freeze. And even if you were outside, you'd be so covered up in layers that it couldn't touch you even if it wanted to. Anyways. Just think about that. Think about the last time that you just really sat and thought about how amazing the world actually is. Like, really think about it. And I'm talking about simple stuff, like a caterpillar on your window. Do caterpillars climb windows? I don't know. But, like, how does that get there? 
How does a bird show up in a tree on your walk home? Why that bird? What? See, the world actually is giving you a lot more than you probably are even recognizing at this point. But I promise you, if you're willing to start recognizing how amazing the world is, the world wants to show up in that light. Like the universe isn't like, you know, I really want to be just a stingy, dingy bitch to everybody. To everybody. I want everybody to curse me all the time. I want everybody to hate me as much as they possibly can. I think that's going to be my vibe today. I'm going to be that universe. And I know, right? It's like, no, seriously, that universe exists for me. I don't think it does. You create what you want to exist. And so, and you attract what you are. And so if you're creating or attracting that kind of universe, think about it. What vibes are you putting out there to receive that? You deserve better. And the cool thing is the universe wants to give you better. It does not want to be the mean one. It wants to be fruitful for you. Trust. God's not like sitting up there going, hmm, think I want to play this out a little more miserable for everybody. No. Uh Uh-uh. Universe, Lord, Force, aliens, they all want goodness for you. But you have to want it for yourself too world's amazing. Just think about how amazing it is a little bit more and see how the world reacts differently to you. Okay, that's my great thing. Go ahead and ground yourself in your greatness and maybe take a second this weekend or uh, today and really think about how amazing the world is. It's kind of a life-changing exercise. You tend to change your perspective on all things after that. When you really start thinking about very simply how amazing the world is. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in today. So (laughs) yesterday on my run, I'm telling you, running is life-giving for me. And this is what you should know. I do not run at any pace at which I could not be smiling during. And so yes, majority of the time I am smiling. Um, You should know that the more layers I have on, the slower I am certainly going. I do not run at any pace that anyone could not outpace with a brisk walk. Um, Listen, I've earned my right to my slowness. I am not racing anyone. Basically, my running, I would say, is more for head clearing than it is for exercise, if that makes sense, right? It's, it's the chance to ground with the earth. I get to be outside experiencing the world, touching the earth. And I, you know, get time to think where nothing else exists except for me and the world and some bomb playlist. I am not going to lie. Anyways, I don't run fast and I think that's okay. 
because I'm thinking more than I am running and dancing more than I am running and smiling more than I am running. And all of those things are more important than even running is. And I, I've just, I've had a lot of things happen. Okay. I'm not running fast. You should know this. Okay. But we're still running. And yesterday on my run, I was thinking about minimalism and I take a lot of heat for minimalism. Okay. I will tell you. It's probably the number one dig that people pick out of all the things that I do and am. Because people are like, oh, yeah, I'm a minimalist. And usually this is how it comes up. And this is kind of funny. The comment usually comes from me being like, hey, we should all go in on that. Or we should buy this thing. Or we should do this. And then if they want to make a dig at me. And this one's very... If they want to make a dig, they'll be like, oh, we're minimalist, so we're not going to do that. Right? And I used to take offense to that, right? Because I'm like, oh, I, I see you coming at me. It's cool. Right? But now I'm like, no, here's the explanation of minimalism and you're misinterpreting it. And I think a lot of people do misinterpret it. And I it's really important that you don't. Minimalism is not about having nothing. So if you come into my house, there are still things in my home. Like we aren't just sitting on the ground, right? We still have plates in the cupboard. We still have cups. We have a lot less cups. I'm not sure where all of our cups went. Um, a lot of them broke, but it's still, we have a concerning amount of cups left. I don't know how it happened. Either way, either way. Okay. So you aren't, you don't have nothing. You have things, but you have the things that you love and not so much excess that you can't enjoy the things that you actually have. So my um, closet pared down was probably one of the more challenging ones, but I, I had so many clothes that I didn't, I had too much clutter to even enjoy the ones that I really enjoyed. And what I actually found <laughs> was that I really only wore the same three pairs of pants. And days that I didn't wear those pants were kind of miserable. And so I just got rid of all the access. Bye. Right? Because I only really want the things that I love, and I want to use them fully. And because I had so much clutter and chaos in the stratosphere of how I was existing, there was too much noise for me to even really have a relationship with those things. Because I spent so much time taking care of the mass of things that I had. Right? And so I've been thinking about Minimalism isn't just about physical things, things that you own. While that's a very great place to start with this idea, the application runs deeper. I want you to start applying that to all aspects of your life. You know, what do I really love? What do I really 
love doing. And this is how we can start to create the world around us versus fit into the world. Having these honest conversations. Do I love doing dishes every weekend? No. Well, then it's probably important that I not have so many dishes that I could spend an entire weekend doing dishes, right? Can we minimize so much that we only have a day's worth of dishes before we have to actually do them and dive in? And when you think about how you can apply that to your life, What are the things that you do that you really love? That you wake up every day excited every time that you walk in there. And maybe not every time because like, you know, life's not exactly easy sometimes. But the majority of the time you wake up and you're like, whoa, I am excited for this thing. I'm a little scared, but I am excited. You know, some days you're scared. Some days you're nervous. Some days you're excited. But mostly every day you're excited to do it. And when you scan through your life and you think about that, I know some of you may be like, there's nothing. There's something. There's something that you do get excited for, right? And for some of us, it's going to be like, well, just being with my family. Okay, cool. That's a really great place to start, actually. Right, because the beautiful thing is the more time and space we give to the things that we love, the more we're loving ourselves, the more that we start to light up as a human. And that light shines onto new things that maybe we weren't open to before we allowed ourselves that self-love. So if, if say, spending time with family is the thing, right, that we love that we know of nothing else this we love the most, or we love this and maybe nothing else makes sense in our life, but we know that this thing does. Let's find more time for that. Even if it's just over the next month, let's put more time on that schedule for that, right? Let's babysit more. Let's uh, invite people over. Let's go to people's houses. Let's just experiment with that. Just for the next four weeks, add more of whatever that thing is in and see if it shifts things for you, right? And what I talked about yesterday was like, I I didn't care when I eliminated those other things. I felt so disconnected from them. I... I was convincing myself that they were connected and that they made sense, but I knew deep in my soul that they didn't, that there really was no connection there. And every time that I was trying to make one, I was fishing and I knew that. And so the amazing thing was when I started to examine that and I started to apply that minimalist concept to my life, right? What are the things that I love? that I want to hold more time and effort for. And for me, family was one of them. And so then came the elimination of coaching. And then I got to spend more time with my family and myself. And when I got to spend more time with my family, I could start to experiment with more time with self 
which then led to this bigger realization that I hadn't really been loving myself very well. I didn't really even know what I wanted anymore. And then all of a sudden, okay, we're skipping a lot of things here, but whatever. And then all of a sudden I could realize that maybe we could see what it looked like to minimize even this career. What does it look like if we got rid of that? Right? Did I just take all of your breath away? I'm sorry. It really wasn't as simple as maybe I just made that all sound. But basically, I started to examine what life looked like for me if I was just doing things I loved. What could that look like? What couldn't that look like? What do I even love? I think that was the bigger challenge, right? And some of you are probably nodding right now like, yeah, I don't even know. I'm so lost at this point. I'm so I'm so lost in myself. I'm so lost in my life. I'm so lost in maybe my age and what's possible anymore. I'm so lost in this duty of where I've been. What if I disappoint people? What if people judge this new self. And I'll say, bottom line, bottom line, bare minimum. If people don't love you finding yourself, it's probably because they took advantage of you being lost. Yeah. Right. And so they'll be like, oh, no, okay, you've gone crazy. No, don't do that. Okay. La, 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 la. Right. Fill in all of the freaking blanks. And it, it goes one of two ways. Either they were taking advantage of you or they're scared that if you go down this route too and you prove yourself to be successful or you prove that this is possible and you come from very similar places they'll realize that it's possible for them too. And that's probably the most suffocating thing. And so there's probably going to be some hate as you start to venture down this road. But if you stick to putting your time and effort into the things that you love, which is the idea of minimalism, right? I don't want a million pairs of pants. I don't want... To make a million dollars doing something that I hate doing. That doesn't sound fun to me. A million dollars does, but what, what's the exchange? Misery? What's the point of having money if I can't enjoy it? What's the point of having money if I have to be miserable to get it? There really is no point. Because money doesn't equal happiness. Money equals more of what you already are. So if you are chasing money right now and you're like, money's going to make me happy, I promise. False. Find happiness first. So then you are more happy when the money comes. Right? Money will make you more of what you already are. Period. And so, <laughs> uh, 
right? If you're anxious, money is just going to make you more anxious. You think that it's going to solve that, right? Because if we didn't have money problems, I would never be anxious again. Nope. Your anxiety will just change and it will actually become worse. That's terrifying, isn't it? Isn't that a terrifying thought? A little bit, a lot of it. Sheesh, really? I'm going to become more of what I already am. Well, then it might be worth exploring what it looks like to fix yourself right here before you induce misery, before you engage and kind of jail yourself into a sad existence, even if money came. Right? And think about that. Think about how many times we're trying to apply a Band-Aid to the things that we want. And we're telling ourselves, yep, it's this thing. If I get this thing, I'm going to be happy. And then do you notice how the happiness wears off, you know, within two weeks, once everybody has stopped saying how cool, whatever that thing is that we bought. And then the next purchase starts creeping in. Because you're like, whoa, that was cool. I existed. I enjoyed that. I liked people thinking that I was cool because I was able to buy this thing. I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to spend more of that money, right? You don't feel comfortable for long. You don't stay happy for long or satisfied or any of the things. Because you're trying to just band-aid your way there. What would you actually love? Love doing. Love spending your time doing. And if you don't have time to do it, then it is time to apply some minimalism to your life. Start eliminating. And do it comfortably. So when I eliminate something from my closet and it's something that I feel anxious about, I'll put it in a box, but put it in a closet just down the hall. And then... After a month of not visiting that box in the closet down the hall, I'll move it down to the basement. And then if I haven't touched it in the basement, usually it goes away. You can start doing that with things that you're doing. Things that you're spending your time with. And then the cool thing is you can add that back in and go, huh, okay, did I like that? Does that spark me? I mean, I got rid of it kind of in the purge, right? In the purge of the things, just to start settling and start spending more time with self. And then you add back in a sprinkle of it and test it. Did I like that? Was that a good experience? Is that something that lights me up anymore or doesn't it? And then you get to decide. Yep, I like that. It was okay. I found a good balance there. It didn't take away too much of my time. It did take away too much of my time. I don't want to do that anymore. That was something that was a piece of me. I'm not in that season of life anymore. I'm okay with that staying in the basement or being donated to Goodwill. I don't need that thing anymore. Right? And so like, if you're volunteering, if you have a side business that's kind of fizzled out, if you, uh, Help out, bake sales. I don't know what you're doing, right? What are the things that you actually love doing that are tied to your very being? 
do more of those things. And if you don't have time, cut more of the things that don't. And that's not saying it's cut forever. You may find that you actually love that thing because when you took it away, you didn't like it. You didn't like how you felt without it. But make sure that you're paying attention to not just like not liking how you felt without the, the attention of that thing. Yee. Right? Start spending time on the things you love. Period. If you don't have time, eliminate things that you just like. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.